Whatever Wednesday. Thanks for joining us. It's that day again. It's Whatever Wednesday. Yep. Whatever Wednesday. We just like to take it easy. Nothing too <laughs> stressful. Nothing too philosophical. Halfway. Oorah. Just got to keep rolling. Yeah. Hoorah. Um, I have actually got a... I'm not going to smoke this tobacco, uh, but I've got this tobacco called Consummate Gentleman. And once I've gotten over this cold, I am looking forward to getting into this one by Ashton. Consummate gentleman. Yeah. Would have been a good birthday cool. present. How, happy birthday, by the way. Yeah, happy birthday to you too, Mike. Well, really, I mean. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you enjoy your 40th birthday present did, for me? Did you enjoy your birthday present is more of the question. Uh, no, because I gave it back to you, didn't I? <laughs> so did you enjoy my birthday present back to you? <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was the best Good. thing ever. So, yeah, it's just, uh, Andrea and I have got this thing going where, you know, it's like if, if I've got to buy you a present and you've got to buy me a present, why don't we just not and buy ourselves presents? And, and, then, and that way you get what you want. That way you just actually <laughs> it do it. It's brilliant. Except, except that... The one problem with that is when the one guy doesn't actually buy you the present or buy yourself the present. I don't know. It just kind of gets all weird. Yeah. And so I just thought I'd I'd buy you a present. So I sent him a, an Amazon voucher that he yeah. sent back to me and then I cashed yeah. in. So I actually bought my own Amazon voucher, but I sent it to him for his birthday. So it was just awesome, man. That's right. It was, it was just and then totally... I gave it back to you for your birthday. Exactly. So we're, now we've satisfied all f- all familial requirements. Exactly. And you got an Amazon voucher. I got a, I got an Amazon voucher, and uh, you you've got nothing. I got nothing. That's perfect. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Good. It's not even your fortieth. <laughs> Who cares? What? How old are you anyway? I'm just thirty six. Oh, bro, glory days. It sounds old though, thirty six. I think it sounds older than forty in some ways. Oh man, I remember the like, days. Like you know, you get that, you get that. Kind of like seventeen sounds older than eighteen. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, mean? look, it's the wrong side of thirty. So, you know, there's it, that. It is, yeah. Let's feel like I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, I can feel my body dying. I wake up in the mornings, I'm like, oh, just dying. Maybe it's just, yeah, I don't know. Like imagine living at eighty. I just, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> Probably not going to handle it too well. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, totally. I just know. can't do it, man. Although I heard that at judo, I broke two guys' ribs the other night. Oh, nice. Good job. That's nasty. That's nasty. I was just rolling him over. over. I just rolled him over. That's it. Yeah. Break two ribs. Boom. Just popped him. <laughs> 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 he, had to nice. to, he had to go to the hospital and everything. He apparently passed out because of the pain when he got home. Oh, I've done that at jiu-jitsu. I've done through a guy and uh man he started squealing like a, like a pig i thought <laughs> i thought i killed him uh, was, everyone even the sensei guy was was just like freaking out he was just um he didn't he didn't know what to do you know and this guy doesn't usually get freaked out i mean you know normally yeah. people are passed out all the time we just roll them over and they come to you know it's just everyone gets choked out on a regular basis but but um but in this case, oh man, it was freak, and then, and then yeah, it was just a wind or something, you know. Eventually, it came, you know. Oh, didn't so even the guy just needed to man up. 
Yeah, although I think I think if you get a wind at the wrong angle, yeah, I guess that is that is not that good. It's not that pleasant. Anyway, so that's that. Um, All right, man. So Wednesday, um, what have you been looking at? What have you been thinking about? You know what I've been thinking about, Mike. What have you been thinking about? Uh, Birthdays. (laughs) Yeah, well, that too. Hermeneutics, bro. That's all I. (laughs) That's all I think about. But I've I've got to get I've got to get the thing in at the end of the month. So then I'm going to stop thinking about it for a while. But right. That's, that's so, what I've been thinking about. Uh, I get, no, I got a whatever Wednesday thing. Okay. I've been meaning to talk to you about this for a while. Anyway, mm-hmm. is um, our church is looking for a kind of uh, apprentice trainee pastor, um, you know, whatever you would call it, mm-hmm. pastor in training. And um, we've got a whole bunch of applications, mm. and I'm, I'm sort of weighing through them, and I've spoken to some of the guys online and stuff. And so I thought, you know, it'd be a good thing to think about mm. what, uh, yeah, because I was just going to ask you anyway for advice on on picking a dude. Like, what are you looking for? Yeah, you know? great. So obviously, I know that you've got to start with the biblical requirements, mm-hmm. which is, you know, does he have an ability to teach and does he live a life that's free from scandal? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but you know, I was thinking sort of beyond that, you know, what, what are the sort of personality traits mm-hmm. and the characteristics of someone who could be, could be an effective pastor? Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing I wouldn't, one thing I don't care about, unless it's from a, like, unless it's from Westminster Seminary, or it's like an obviously awesome degree, right? Um, yeah. I just wouldn't give a rip about his qualification in that sense. I mean, usually yeah. any any theology degree is just going to be total trash. And actually, he's probably going to have to like, it probably means he's got some really weird kind of things that he's going to have to, or that he's going to bring into the the mix at some point, you know? <laughs> so, so it's just like... Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm nervous about guys who have like a high degree of certainty. Right. Because if that if they are certain about things that clash quite hard with things that I'm certain about, right. it's and not going to make for a good dynamic. Unless they've been molded in a seminary that you know is solid, and they've you know they've probably you know if they've landed on a certain element and they're they're willing to sort of go for that and and retain that, then that's that's fine. In that you know it's it's sort of come through a legitimate sense of fire first, you know, yeah. and and yeah. not just because some random event brought them to that conclusion and yeah i know it's just it's crazy it's just it's almost like it's it feels so weird that that theology degrees are almost the worst thing you know at some level you know if a guy's got a degree it's almost like it's gonna do him bad um it would be better if he just has a like a like a degree in law you know whatever just some sort of to show he can you know he can learn at that level he can you know um yeah, you can uh, that, think critically. You think can... critically, exactly. Yeah, so that's all good, and and then again, like the exception there being, unless you know the content and and the professors and whatnot. So there are a few instances where that's true, um, but yeah, so that's that's something uh, we've had a couple of situations in the past where, you know, it's just like it's 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 hard because you have to tell the guys, listen, you know, you have uh, unfortunately. With regard to mm. with regard to wanting to get a job in ministry, you have wasted your life, um, you know, in terms yes. of this last four years that you're so excited about now putting into practice yeah. and getting that is that is not earned you a single possibility 
uh, at all, you know, and in fact, probably someone should have shut the door on that before you even started. Um, so I've had to have those, those talks a few times and it's terrible. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, you so someone who's too far ahead in the career progression, mm. you know, who's already invested a lot in, so you don't want to have to be the guy to say, mm, it's not working out. But on the other hand, that's a, a tough call. You're never going to know that until, mm. um, until you try it. And if a guy's already had like a good education and stuff, then, you know, maybe that is you know yeah, well equipped and exactly. And so, the, in so that level, to, it's, I guess you have yeah. to just go for it. No, totally. And and so it comes down to talking to the guy and, and you know and finding out his personality type. Because I mean, equally so, um, you know, you could have someone who's gone through the most liberal, horrible, you know, um, ridiculous stupid training you know but has bounced off of it really well and used it to interact with good sources and you know ended up forming his theology through uh you know and landed in a really good place and thought it through in which case you know that guy although the the degree itself that he has um doesn't really commend him you know it might have been the process through which he was he was uh well trained ironically not through the institution itself but through his his, uh, well, you know, I would uh, yeah. I would count myself in that particular number. Well, I think most most yeah. people would. You know what I mean? It'd be the very rare, <laughs> the very rare situation. I know Nick, for example, speaks very highly of his. I mean, he did have this very very. I mean, he went to a Baptist Union seminary, which totally sucked, and that would be what we were talking yeah. about. And then um, and then he just r- amazingly got into like the one awesome seminary in South Africa. Um, and uh, you know, I just just loved every second. So you know, you get those which one very. Is that? that was Whit- Whitfield. Or? Whitfield, yeah. Oh no, no, uh, Wycliffe, Wycliffe, um, Wycliffe, which was a tiny little seminary. They piggybacked off off um, the university for the of um, Pretoria Tux University for for their accreditation. Okay. But um, yeah, they got like Horton into lecture, and you know, so nice. he had, he did a BD, I think it was, or just a BTH, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it just. Just like the best thing ever. It might as well have been an MDiv from Westminster, you know, just just brilliant. And cool. so, yeah, I mean, like, that's not the normal story, is it? Uh, I know that anyone from New Zealand, no yeah. matter, I mean, any seminary you've gone to, if you went in New Zealand to any seminary, you're, you know, you're just, oh boy. <laughs> it's yeah. bad, bad news. It, it's if, you, if you're, you know, it can only have that inverse effect of getting you organized, uh, um, you know, if you, if you were into it and kind of were able to find your way. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's not the point of a seminary. That's what pisses me off about that. You know, it's, it's not mm. actually that that's not the seminary's task to get you confused and see if you can find your way, you know, uh, the yeah. seminary's task is to teach you and allow you to, to grow in a, in a good direction. Yeah. Um, so the, the other thing I was, uh, thinking about is uh, look, we, <coughs> we've had some applications of guys, um, who are quite solid, but they come from, um, more sort of dispensational backgrounds. Right. And, um, like one of the applicants, when I spoke to him said, uh, something along the lines of, look, if, you know, cause he's recently just started doing a master's, which has opened him, opened him out to reading some good guys on the reform side. Okay. And that's kind of broadened his horizon a little bit. Hmm. Uh, and prior to that, he wouldn't have touched our church with a barge pole. He would have regarded it as just like a dodgy replacement theology church. Right, right. And so he's kind of like warming a bit to the idea that there can be real biblical churches um, out there that mm-hmm. have a different view about Israel in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but nevertheless, it's still like very heavily, you know, so all about reading Revelation and Daniel and that with the literal numbers and trying to calculate when, you know, when, you know the relationship between Daniel's 70 weeks and the birth of Christ or the, the death of Christ or, mm. you know, um, very much sort of literal reading of the Bible stuff and has been sort of well discipled in that area. So, mm. like, you know, he's fully convinced, he knows it, he's... Um, he understands it. He's like kind of like what we would dream of for someone in our churches to take that much of an interest in what goes on, you know, under the hood yeah. of our preaching and under the hood of our theology. Right. Like this guy is a dream disciple, but he's been discipled in a very, very dispensational setting. Wow. And so, um, and so, you know, he, he wants to go into ministry and I, I feel like um, <clears throat> in one sense, he's a good guy, uh, very committed to the Bible and uh, you know would would be keen to get stuck in would be keen to learn i feel like there's there's stuff we could teach him but uh, uh the, the my nervousness is that um i've had my fingers burned on with dispensationals before so uh, they just couldn't drop the anti-calvinist anti-replacement theology rhetoric yeah. they just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. so we were happy to have them um you know, and have them if they kind of respected the the line and the teaching of the elders, but they just couldn't bring themselves to do it. So, you know, I, I used to catch guys all the time distributing dispensational anti-Calvinist <laughs> literature in the church. Like, I mean, it was, they were just like, you know, they were just hardcore about it. Wow. And, um, and so I'm slightly nervous about that. So I wonder what your thoughts are like, uh, you know, if you, if you had a guy who you knew was, I don't know, say trained up within a, a, um, like master seminary or something. Yeah, like my, like does heavy dispensationalism, but even in like another tradition that was not quite the same. So like grew in like a heavy Lutheran or oh, right, yeah. um or like even you know or even something slightly more kind of liberal like <coughs> em, like emergent circles. Yeah. You know, would you think oh let's take this guy in and then try and take him down the reformed route a bit? Or would you actually say, you know that that's potentially damaging yeah, to no, the church. I I'm wouldn't do it. it sounds like a world of pain. I mean, obviously, you know, when you're talking about just discipling someone, or if you just want to kind of connect and over with coffees and whatnot and just talk it through, I'm all game for that. Um, but yeah, yeah. When, when, any, when anything contractual is kind of looming or, uh, you know, there's an expectation yeah, of any Yeah, because he would essentially source. be a staff member. Yeah, well, you know? no, dude, I would stay away from that as far as I could. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just, I've seen a few instances of that where people have tried and failed and it's always just ended really badly. Um, you know, it's yeah. one of those things where it, it would just be the exception. Again, not the norm. You know, you, you will have, for some or other reason, have become convinced that while that, you know, training has not been ideal, uh, in your course of conversation and friendship or whatever, and just the relational capacity, um, you know, you, the, you're, you're convinced it's worth a go. And then even then you need to be very cautious and it's got to be, I, I would say, a nice, good group eldership decision. You know, everyone's just looking at it and pros and cons. But, but you know, that, that even at that level would be the exception, not the, not the norm, I don't think. I mean, you, at that leadership level, I mean, you want total unity, you want to have worked the, the, the basic kinks out already, you know? Um, yeah, so you, can, you yeah. don't want to waste time with that, you know? Um, I mean, wow. Pastoral I feel like we're in, a, we're in a slightly better position now to, to take a risk with that sort of thing because we've actually outlined 
that we are a reformed church mm. and that we do stand in the tradition of the 1689. Yeah. So we've actually got that in our paperwork now. I don't think I, I don't think I told you about that. I think I did that. I may have mentioned one of the things when mm. you were away. Okay. Nice. But we've 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 got that officially in our paperwork now, which yeah. is like something I've been trying to get done for. Right. You're like a um, legit reformer, bro. I'll tell you what. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, we we have our in our doctrinal distinctive. So we've got our statement of faith, which is just broadly evangelical, right? Right. And then we've and that's our requirement for membership. And then we've got sort of position papers on stuff that um, uh, members don't have to kind of wholeheartedly adhere, uh, accept or believe, but they do have to respect that that's the position of the church. Right. Yeah. And so we've got a position paper. Um, on uh, homosexuality and gender. We've got a position paper on, uh, you know, partnership with other churches. You know, so we'll only partner with other evangelical churches. And then Mm. um, we've got a position paper on complementarianism. So the... Uh, those are kind of three things. And then we've just added to that, if you like, a position paper on our doctrinal distinctives, which outlines that we're reformed, uh, Baptist, Congregational, and Evangelical. Mm, so, mm. Okay. Um, yeah, that's and good. And in the Reformed section, it mentions about like being confessional. So now that we've got that in our paperwork and yeah. we've kind of outlined that. Yeah, you don't want to get some guy that's not on board. I mean, wow, that's like a, you know, 10 steps back. You know, you want to... Yeah, you... well, it, it's, I mean, it's true, but, but now that it's a position, I feel like actually... Uh, you couldn't have taken the chance before because if he started to preach, okay, got it. Yeah. If he started to preach other stuff, n- then you haven't got anything to go back to and say that's not our position. That's true. You know? Yeah. So yeah. if you explain to the church it's not working out because he's preaching something different to me, yeah, um, it's fairly you know, clear cut. They yeah. could legitimately say, "Well, okay, but what if we like his one better?" Kind of thing. You mm-hmm. know. Whereas mm-hmm. if now we've got got stuff written down, we can say, um, actually. Well, my my interpretation of the scripture does carry more weight because mm. it's in line with the position of the church. So, yeah. the um, but yeah, I get I get that. I'm I'm not I'm not at all sure about it. And there's just lots of things like uh, the whole Arminian system. You know, yeah. I don't know. And like I say, I've just had I've just had my fingers burned. I'd love to say that I I've had wonderful experiences with dispensationalists and Arminians, but uh, in all honesty. My experiences of dispensationals and Arminians have always been negative. They've always been very, very anti-Calvinist and very, very anti-Reformed theology, replacement theology, which I always found profoundly ironic because um, the gospel, that the way they articulate the gospel mm-hmm. is Reformed theology. Mm-hmm. Like if it weren't for the Reformation... Yeah. That particular way of talking about the gospel wouldn't exist, yeah. you know, or wouldn't be as as clear as it is now. It's like, and people... so they're borrowing heavily from it, and yet they wouldn't even. We had like a 500th anniversary of the Reformation thing, mm. where we were just talking about, you know, uh, what was going on in the Reformation. We used it as a tool to educate people about the Reformation, and they wouldn't even come along to like the discussion groups and things because mm. they just thought we're so anti-reformed. Yeah, you know, it's bizarre. It's, um, it's like it's like being anti-intellectual and reading your Bible translation. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 As if um, um, it's exactly the same thing. And so it's just, it's just, 
So I am, I'm particularly nervous with that section. Like I find, you know, everyone's, you know, obviously got their, their convictions and things. Mm. So, okay. All right. That's fair enough. Yeah. Here's another one. Another mm -hmm. one that I, that sort of concerns me. I don't know if this should concern me or if it just reveals my own, uh, my own sort of unholiness, but the, uh, some of the applications we got, I asked, like, you know, what are your personal interests, hobbies, things like that. And the reason I ask it is because I've come to learn that if you don't have some sort of outlet in ministry, you're mm -hmm. not going to make it in ministry. Like, mm -hmm. you have to have some way of unwinding, chilling out, zoning out of the pressures of ministry life. You have to have a way. Right. And so the reason I asked it was because I wanted to see if they had something that would be an outlet for them so they're not going to freak out and burn out on me, right? And lots of the guys uh, who replied back, uh, well, not lots of them, but some of the guys who replied back, basically their hobby was more ministry of, Re a, of a kind. Reading Kelvin. Yeah, <laughs> or, or, or like doing street evangelism. You know, that was my favorite. That was my favorite hobby. And I just think like my – so like it is impressive. Like the guys obviously – sold out and on fire and keen to go and 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 everything but at the same time there's i worry deeply about that mm. and about whether or not actually if you don't have anything like normal life about you like can you actually relate very easily to people in the congregation <laughs> one do you have an outlet for your own stress or are mm. you just gonna you know you're just gonna flip out you know yeah. to and the other thing is, am I just going to find that irritating? <laughs> you know, right. like, like yeah, yeah. am I just going to, if the guy's like super pious all the time, mm. am I, am I personally going to be going to struggle with that when actually sometimes I just want to talk about, I don't know, the weather with someone and mm. they mm. just want to talk about evangelism all the time. It's just, it's not, I'm just, you know, not going to be able to do it. So, yeah. so I don't know what your thoughts are about that. Like, how do you, um, how much of a thing should it be like someone's personal life, their personal mm. interests, hobbies, like how much, how much is that going to weigh in on the decision about who you take on as a, as a trainee? Yeah. I don't, well, you know, I'm trying to remember offhand now the, um, Dave Fandy, you know, from the fields, um, in the mm -hmm. States, X 29 game came up with these great categories to, to consider. So, so he had uh, competencies or something, you know, obviously all alliterated. Yes. And uh, <clears throat> so you've got all the requirements, basically. You've got all the things that you, you, you're supposed to be looking for. But I can't remember what he called it, but it was something like a basically just a legitimate um, uh, care for, you know, or just, you know, just a relational sort of piece. I wish I could remember how he phrased it, but it was just really good in that he, um, he, he was just saying it's a, it's a really important part of it, even just to consider, you know, what the um, personality, you know, uh, is it going to be a clash? You know, you know yeah. because that's a real thing. And it's not necessarily yeah. that chemistry. Anyone, chemistry is the word. That's it. That's what, well done. I think I've heard these before. Yeah. It's okay, like competence, competency, uh, chemistry. There's something about uh, um, capability yes. or, or capacity. Capacity. capacity that's, was it. that's it. Yeah. 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 But, but the chemistry one was good because. You know, it's not like someone's wrong and the other person's right, you know? It's just, it yeah. is what it is. And it's just part of what it means to kind of be alive right now in our fallen Adamic state. I mean, at the end of the day, it would be stupid not to take that into account. And um, it's not like you want to make it the do-all and end-all. 
But if mm-hmm. all things else being equal, there's really bad chemistry and that it's just, uh, you've, you, you know, there's a clash, there's a real personality clash going on, uh, you know, and you just, no one can help it really. You just say you're both working against it. You're trying not to make it a thing. Uh, and yet it just keeps coming up. You're just coming at it from different perspectives and it's just, uh, you know, I mean, that's not going to be pleasant for either one. Uh, of the people involved in that, if it's the intern yeah. or, or the senior pastor, uh, it's not going to be pleasant for the eldership team. It's not going to be pleasant for the church. Um, and so I think it's just maturity at that level to just go, well, you know, probably, you know, I mean, look on paper, this looks good and it probably should work out. And, and you know, if we were all a little bit further down the track in terms of sanctification, fair enough, maybe it could work, but it's just the way it is. And, and, uh, you know, let's keep working against it, but probably not a good idea to sign any papers on a dotted line concerning, you know, contracts and salaries and that sort of thing. Um, because, you know, it's just almost asking for, for a beating in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, you know, I hold that loosely as well, you know, because everything has an, a, an exception, but I think it's just what I found refreshing about that is that that was actually seriously considered. Um, whereas, you know, it, you, you could potentially have your more, uh, you used the word pious earlier, but you're more sort of, I don't know, uh, religious mindset and certainly, you know, Hey, they mm-hmm. are reformed mm-hmm. brother, you know, Oh yes. Amen. They are reformed. Um, and you know, well, they are very godly and look at their kids and, you know, amen and amen. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, everyone just knows it's just going to be a total disaster. And, um, yeah. I suppose you got that great illustration of, of, um, Mark and, and Paul, you know, um, yeah. you know, we're, or at least Barnabas, um, with Mark and, mm-hmm. and so it can happen to the best of them. And that's a real thing. And you just got to move on with that. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. So flowing, letting that flow into what you were talking about earlier in terms of just his preferences or downtimes, I would just put it all in that category in some sense in that, um, you know, I, like it, maybe another thing to consider with that would be the if if there is someone that you're taking on in terms of an intern, probably they're starting out more or less in their track, you know, with ministry. Mm-hmm. And you've mm-hmm. been at it a little bit longer. That's typically the situation. And what that means is that you just are going to have a few more years of maturity and they're probably going to have a few more, you know, uh, ounces of zeal to bring to the table. And, um, and that's sort of an inevitable result. And probably that's what you want. You know, you don't want like, yeah, I, yeah. you know, you it would be equally frustrating if you're young right off the starting line intern is just sluggish you know what i mean and just wants to wants a yeah, lot of downtime and 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 i i kind of like the whole pious thing at that level um because you know it'll get beaten out of him soon enough you know and and you know i i just feel like probably everyone started like that who who meant business and wanted to wanted to mm-hmm. well it's not that it gets beaten out of you but you know what i mean it just kind of it gets you start understanding you get weathered yeah you gotta you you, you adjust to you adjust to marathon speed Yes, exactly. Exactly. And you realize that that's okay at some level, you know, it's not like you're, um, you know, you're doing something profoundly wrong or anything. I don't know, just stuff that you really hadn't even considered when you start off. Um, and so I think, I think, you know, to not have that would be kind of weird, you know, it's gotta be with that dynamic, it's gotta be in play at some level. The question really for me is more just, is this person arrogant? Is there the danger that they'll do what I, I did? You know, when I started out, I was like, look how awesome I am uh, evangelizing yeah. all the time. Yeah. And therefore, you know, you need to repent, <laughs> you know, and I yeah. didn't say it uh, a friend, but that would be this 
demeanor, you know, that I'd sort of bring it. Yeah. And poor Greg had to put up with me the whole time. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, you know, I would probably, if I'm looking back on myself, I'd be like, no, thanks. Uh, that's, that's yeah. who needs that, you know? Appreciate the zeal, but not the arrogance, basically. And then you get some that's other a, dudes that are just crazy, yeah. crazy skilled, crazy, crazy zealous. And, uh, you know, usually awesome. And you just know these guys are going to do great things, but crazy humble mm-hmm. as well, you know, and that's the one yeah. you want, you know. So it's like teachability, I guess. Oh, totally. Know. Totally. That's, that's the thing. They got to, you know, it is a trainee role. They've got to be open to learning. Yeah. Um, I guess that's a big thing. Yeah. You know, because if they come from a different theological tradition, but they're like super keen to be corrected when they get wrong and, and to go deeper on things they don't understand, you know, like that's an attitude you can work with. Yeah. And take same, the arrogant guess, guys, the, take the yeah. arrogant guys and put them on an internship and get them planted out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so it's more like you want them on your residency scheme and then the other guys, you know, the, the humble guys, you want them on an internship to come on staff. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, totally. That's the way to process yeah. that. So, yeah. But oh, anyways. man. There we go. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I know there are a few people that are totally thinking about ministry listening to this. So maybe they do find themselves in a situation where they want to kind of go ahead and apply for internships and I don't know, just, just get stuck in and, and get into full-time ministry. Uh, and th- I mean, I think this is probably gold, you know, in that sense, like, uh, in fact, I've got a good friend of mine now who's just actually had a bad experience with a, with a guy and, uh, much of what we've been talking about. And, um, you know, I mean that, that guy, oh, wow. You know, you, you just, you, if you come in there and you're like, oh, wow, look at my theology degree, look how awesome I am, look out, you know, this and that, uh, you know, just, it's really common sense at some level, just, just stay humble, just approach it in yeah. the way you'd approach any other internship in that, in that sense. But, but also just, um, you know, I mean, just realize people are not looking for Ivy league degrees. They're not looking for, um, nah. you know, they're not looking for, even the most pious, you know, dude, uh, they're just looking for someone who's, who's genuine, who is showing some, some real biblical prerequisites and, uh, and is, is keen to just learn and get stuck in and go, you know, uh, that's the guy that, that the doors are going to open for. Character. Character. Competence. Yes. Capacity. Uh Uh-huh. Chemistry. Oh, wow. Is that from Dave Fandy? I don't know where it comes from, but I've heard that before. I think there's two more actually, but I can't remember. I can't remember what they are. I remember him saying that anyway. that was actually some, coming from some sort of like like a major famous guy that we'd never normally read. Um, well, the guy the guy I heard it from was a navigator, a uh, former navigator. So I don't know if it, if it goes way back. Okay. But yeah, there we go. Probably does, know. but that's great. I like him. I like him all. Say him again. Character. What? Say them again. Character. Oh, character. Competence. Capacity, chemistry. Right. Yeah. I like him. That's good. Let's leave it there. Mm-hmm. What are we calling this? One time. How to get into ministry. Uh, yeah. The, the, how to be a ministry trainee. Love. No, it's not really about that. It's about how to find a, a ministry trainee. But yeah, it kind of morphed into that. So that's good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> nice, man. Thanks, bro. Thanks for the chat. Mm-hmm.